Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. is still with us so um, we've all not been vaccinated yet and so I'll plead that we all keep our masks on as we go through. This week we have some very great and deep teachings and insight. Started with Sunday Nanakofi giving us a foundation about manhood. Who is a man? He made it clear to us that the best example of a father that we can find is God. And if man wants to be true fathers, they must look to God. He also made it clear, using Jesus as an example of a husband and a leader. He made us understand that man is the found, a man is the foundation of the family. And that role must be accepted in humility. And that is the best way that we'll be able to achieve what God intends for us. On Tuesday, Brother Jonas also took us on another level. He made us see the challenges that men go through. And he drew our attention again to the same point, the need for men to focus on God. He also made us aware that the absence of man or the men playing their roles has led to so much pain and confusion all over the world. He made us see the effect of men losing focus, how it has destroyed the world, how the prisons and society has gotten wrong and bad, and that men needs to turn back to God. On Thursday, Pastor Kujo crowned it with giving us a deeper understanding of fatherhood from the perspective of God. God as a father and what that means to us. It was very reassuring knowing that we have a father like God and whether men, women, children, we can always turn to God and he's always there for us. He made us see that God never gives up on us. No matter how bad we may look or see ourselves, God never gives up on us. And therefore, we can always turn to God and we can always trust Him 
irrespective of the situation we find ourselves. So, the issue about man, not in terms of mankind, but in terms of the male human, is something that there are many questions about as what is man? Like the Bible asks in um, Psalm 8 verse 4, what is man? And this question has plagued mankind from the fall of man. The question of who am I? Identity. Why am I here? Purpose. And what must I do? My role. This has been our major confusion for all mankind, but especially for men because of the role that God gave to the man. So we can see this manifest even from childhood. Sure, most of us in school, for almost all the guys, having a nickname was very important. For the ladies, most of the nicknames were imposed. But for the guys, the nickname was something, even if they don't give it to you, your friends don't give you a name, you will look for a name. It is just a manifestation of a search for identity. Who am I? And even the nicknames sometimes reflect our understanding of men. Scarcely will you get a name like Gentle Jesus. Because men are made to believe that to be a man, you have to be courageous. You have to be bold. And this is, has been misinterpreted in many ways to mean you have to be rough, like we used to say, a man must be ugly and fearful. So we believe that you have to be, this one I learned it from Nanakufi. So you have to be fearful, you have to be this. And we take funny names like, the best we can have is Guy Jesus. Gentle but rough. But a name like Sir Lucifer. Satan in person. Some funny names. That shows how rough and how tough you are. Gives us the impression of how we have understood manhood. And thus came from Satan from the fall. When man lost the role of looking up to God as the role model, as the example of who we are, what we began to see was Satan at play. And therefore, that beautiful picture of what God created man to be, we lost sight of it. In Genesis chapter 2, let me quickly read from verse 4. It says, These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the face of the ground. Now the first point here is this that after God has created the whole universe there was something missing man 
And because man was not present, Bible says that God did not cause rain to fall. Because there is no one to take care of the earth if it should rain. And so rain started only after God has created man. And when God created man, the role he gave him was clear. From verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden and thence it was parted and became into four heads and so on. Let me leave that part out. Verse 15 And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eateth thereof, thou shalt surely die. I just noticed I'm reading King James. When the year thou started coming in. From 18. Later, the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I'll make the woman to be an authority corresponding to him. After the Lord God formed from the ground every wild animal and every bird that flies, he brought each of them to the man to see what he would call it. Whatever the man called each living creature became its name. The man gave names to all livestock, to the birds that fly, and to each of the earth's animals. But there was not found a strength corresponding to him. And the story continues. So here we are seeing clearly the picture here. The earth is created. Everything is completed. But God did not cause rains to start. God did not cause the trees and everything to start suddenly. Simple reason. There was no man. And so man has a responsibility which God defined here. Bible says God planted the garden, placed the man in the garden and told him to keep the garden, to dress it and keep it. That is to cultivate it, to make sure the best comes out of the garden and to protect it from destruction. This role of man man had not forgotten but let's get a picture here bible says that when god gave man this commandment the role this is what you are supposed to do there were three things first one god gave man his identity the bible says that god formed man out of the earth dust of the earth and breathed into him the breath of life and man became a living soul man is only able to perform when he depends on his source, God. 
man has contact with earth because he is created from the dust of the earth. And therefore, he can relate very well with the earth. However, for man to be a living soul, he must have the breath of life. Man may understand this role of cultivation, being a farmer, cultivating and dressing and keeping the garden, making the environment wonderful, making it better than you came to meet it. However, without God, we will lose that. And all the problems that we are facing in the world today is coming from this source where man is aware of his role to cultivate and to protect what God has given. But what is missing is that connection of dependency on God. And there are many men out there who are doing their best. Men have realized this, knows this, I mean, from time immemorial, from foundation, when children are born. As they grow up, sometimes as children, they don't even notice much of their difference. But as we start getting into the teens, we see our development. The girls start developing breasts and broader hips. So with time, we easily get to know that they are responsible for carrying the children and feeding them. Men don't have that to feed. But then they get broader chests, moxilla. And so they know that, okay, then the role is to go out there because then it was a wild life. So to go out there and face the dangers of life and bring resources home. That has been the role of man traditionally to be the protector because you are the stronger one. So you are the protector of the rest of the family. For the community, for the society, it is the men's responsibility to go to war to ensure that their community is protected or expanded. It has been traditionally this way. That is, be the provider, the cultivator. However, what has been missing is that connection with God. And it has put men into so many situations of frustration where many men have lost the sense of fulfillment. Men have put in so much into life and yet feels empty. They do so much and think that they have to be appreciated because they have achieved much. And yet everything around them feels empty. And so men have developed a sense of competition I must win. That is the proof that I am a man. So from childhood, we organize fights to show who is stronger. That makes you feel that you are a man. Sometimes men engross themselves so much in work as a sense of fulfillment. I'm working so hard to provide for the family. But sometimes something is missing because it is not just to provide but it goes more than provision and we'll look at this scripture again so there has been this confusion when men engross themselves so much into work thinking that this is what will make them become men or prove that they are men they realize everything around them is falling apart and they get confused and this confusion some tend to drugs and alcohol as a means of proving they are men. 
I can stand everything. I am a man. I am courageous. And we get into drugs and addiction. Some even tend to sex and pornography, not just for the pleasure of it, but for the competition-mindedness, a sense of conquest. Many men keep changing women, not because they want pleasure, but it gives them a sense of an achievement, a sense of, like I have this guy who say, acclaim. So we'll do anything to just to sleep with a woman and come and tell their friends, Aklayam. A sense of achievement. It is just because we've lost the sense of what it means to be a man. Even sometimes we get into street fights and so on to prove that we are men. Some even go to the stand of in their frustration of proving to be men. They abuse women to show that I am a man. All these things are expressions of the frustration of trying to find fulfillment of who, what it is to be a man. It shows the desperations in men to find that sense of expression of what it means to be a man. One interesting one that looks very harmful but sometimes can be very destructive our desire for sports interest in sports because we want competition so anything that is competitive is attractive to men just because it makes you feel like this is my side we have won the sense of competition in men but this is because in the garden we saw the fall and when man fell the first question God asked when he came into the garden, even though it was Eve who ate the fruit and gave to Adam, when God came, he questioned Adam. Adam, where are you? The man's role, as defined by God, is not just to be a provider, but also to be a protector. It was the man's responsibility to protect the garden. And that is why God brought him first into the garden. When God brought the man into the garden, the woman was with him. But the woman was in the man. So God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. In other words, it is not good for all these elements, all these abilities to be fused as one. Let me create a break where one will complement the other. And so God took the man, the woman, out of the man. And the man recognized the role of the woman and said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. That simply recognizes that there is no superiority or inferiority among them. We are equal partners with different roles to complement each other. But when it gets to a point of confusion where men cannot finally, especially in modern society, where many things have changed and therefore the traditional roles of men have changed, sometimes men get confused. What is my role as a provider? Many men think that the key role is go out there and 
bring in. And so when sometimes the man is not the breadwinner, most of the time the man feels like, then I have lost it. I am no more the man. But the role God defined for man is not necessarily a breadwinner. Man was created to be a farmer. The farmer does not cause the plants to grow. It is God who gives the growth. It is God who gives the harvest. But the farmer's role is to cultivate, to dress the field, to dress the plants, to prune them, to weed around them so that the best comes out of it. And that is the role of man first as a male every environment that you find yourself it is to cultivate the environment it is to find what is there and bring out the best it may come from words of encouragement learning to speak the right words it may come from being able to identify a need sometimes there may be very small gestures of kindness a little kindness at the right timing brings great results. And these are the responsibilities that God has assigned to us. Apart from being males, we become husbands. The word husband is the same word for farmer. So we hear husbandry, which is farming. And so a husband is a farmer. Not a farmer who has a farm and a garden but a farmer who brings the best out of what has been given to him. The husband's role as a, the, the man's role as a husband is to cultivate the woman and bring all the best abilities that is in the woman. Proverbs 31 teaches us out about the noble woman. But the role of the husband is to bring out that ability. If you summarize what Proverbs 31 one says about the noble woman I normally pick it to link it with the spelling of the word wife W-I-F-E wise industrious faithful and economical but then it is the husband's responsibility to let the woman realize the wife realize how wise she is most of the time the wife will turn to the husband for direction or leadership it is the husband's responsibility to give that woman that courage, that belief in herself, that yes, you are. Your choices are right. Your decisions are okay. We must recognize our differences. The natural ability or even the biology of a man and a woman has some differences. And these differences are to complement each other. They are to strengthen each other. So for example, Women are more emotional and men are more logical. None is negative. It is how we use it. So when there's a situation, the woman quickly wants it addressed. This has happened and start panicking. Wants it addressed quickly. The man must recognize, must not ignore that and say, no, 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 you are very emotional. What is this? No. But to realize that there is a need. However, the man must also not panic and jump along. I'll go, hey, I can't go away. So the woman is running and the man is running after. No. 
when the woman shows that emotion, it means something is wrong. The man must be logical and analytical. What is wrong? Why did it go wrong? And help to solve it. It's a complementary effort to bring best results. Physically, growing up, the man seems to have more energy. That energy is to not to box women, but rather to support, to make sure that there are many things that need to be done. Women are interested in getting it right by all means. So when the women go to the kitchen to prepare the same food, it may take 30 minutes. The man goes in to prepare that same food, it takes five minutes or 10 minutes. Because the woman is interested in, I must not get it wrong. Too much interested in, is this all right? Is this all right? The man, all it means is the food must end most of the time. The men, they short, short, short. Sometimes it tastes very nice. But then, it does not mean the woman is getting it wrong. All it means is that the two of them have some differences by which they see things. And therefore, things that distract the woman, the man must be there to help in putting them together. The man's role as the husband is to bring out the best out of the woman. And how can this be done? Nanakofi mentioned it last week. And Romans, um, Ephesians 5, 20, 4, 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church. This calls for ultimate sacrifice. We have studied here the meaning of love, that it simply means patience and kindness. So to be to love your wife means be patient. And the Bible gave an example in James chapter 5 about the farmer. How patient the farmer is. Jesus gave an example of a farmer whose uh, vine was not doing well. And somebody suggested, and the owner says, oh, cut it off. And then the farmer said, no, let us prune it. Let us give it more fertilizer. Let's do this to it. Let's do that. And give it more time. So that let's see whether it's with some good results. That is the role of the husband. Patience towards your wife. Kindness towards your wife. This is the key roles of a man as a husband. Beyond a husband, the man is a father. And Pastor Kujo has given us the details of what it is to be a father. God as a father. The father most often, so we say the father of this, the father of that. Initiator. The fatherhood goes also with patent. So when somebody is given the patent right of something, it means that you brought it to be and therefore you will own it. It goes with the role of responsibility. Being responsible for what you have created. As a father, the man's role is to make sure that the children are cared for and protected and given the clarity and the direction of life. When children lack a father's presence, most of the time the father is not necessarily always physically present, just like God. He's not always physically seen. However, his presence means a lot. Fathers must be present. Present doesn't mean you should be home at 24-7. But the little time you spend must be 
quality, must be appreciated, must give a sense of direction, a sense of leadership. Fathers must be there that you can depend on, that somebody you can fall on. Mr. Kujo taught us how patient God is with us, and we see the fatherhood in the same role again, just like the farmer. Patience and kindness is required. Bible says, fathers, provoke not your children into anger. It means that the role of a father to lead, to give direction, is not to use force, but to use influence. Provoke not them to anger. Means that there is a way you can do your fathership that will lead to rebellion. And we are seeing so much rebellion around. But there are fathers Sometimes people who are even remote and we look up to them as fathers because a father must be an influence. Sometimes the children may not like God. We have turned against God. We have rebelled against God. We have gone against God. But he's always like the prodigal son who go, but the father is always looking out there for the children. Many times we see fathers, this is my command, this is my word. I disown you because you have gone against it. I will not pay your fees again. I will not do this for you because you have turned against me. That is not fatherhood. Fatherhood is to ensure that the right thing is done but must be done in a very influential way. Lastly, let me say that the whole thing about manhood playing this role still takes us to the same thing we started with. Our source. In our desperation to get it right, we may get frustrated because most of the time it may not go the way we expect. It may not work out the way we expect. But God expects that no matter what, men will always turn to him. So let's read Exodus chapter 34, verse 23 to 20. Exodus 34. verse 23 sorry let me start from verse 21 Exodus 34 from 21 for six days you are to work but on the seventh day you are to rest even during plowing time and harvest you are to rest you are to observe the festival of weeks the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingathering of the tenth of the year. Three times during the year, all your males are to appear in the presence of the Lord God of Israel. Since I'm going to drive out nations before you and enlarge your bodies, and no one will covet your land, when you go up to appear in the presence of the Lord, your God, three times in the year. Amen. This is a commandment God gave to Israel as they go in to possess the promised land. He reminded them the need for work. So he says, yes, work. But in the midst of work, take a break. It is important to take a break. It is not to depend on your effort. All that it means is learn to know that the results to be achieved is not just because of your effort, 
put in your best efforts. But know that growth or success comes from God. When we lose that focus and we think that it is our effort that gives us the results, it will lead to frustration. So every man must know that you have to put in your best efforts. You must work hard. You must push hard. You must do your best to protect your family, to provide, to give all the support, the encouragement. But you must recognize that that will not necessarily yield the results you need. You need to depend on God. So God gave three festivals, says three times in the year, all the men must come to me three times in a year. Imagine a nation like Ghana. And three times in a year, all the men in the society move out from their homes. And especially in those days when it was a farming community and there were wars and so on. All the men must leave their homes unprotected. Come together and come to the presence of God. And the next verse, God says, this will be the results. Since I'm going to drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders, these are men's fears, that other nations will take over what I have. But God says, no, when you depend on me, no other nation will be able to take what you have, even though you look vulnerable. Sometimes men fear to look vulnerable by being godly. I mean, growing up when you are guys in school and then you want to win a girl, especially the Crefe girls, and you are a Christian gentleman. And so as for you, dear, you are a good boy. Oh, you, you are a good boy. Then when the unbelievers come, hey, you are a bad boy. And the bad boy means, okay, okay, you are a bad boy. I fear you will hurt me. So I will hurt you. Oh, okay, okay. But you, the Christian, you go and say, you are a good boy. As for you, then you wouldn't do that. You are a good boy. It means that I turn you off. So we are made to believe that being godly, being Christian, being forgiven, letting go is vulnerability, is weakness. It means you are not a man enough. Why don't you fight back? Why didn't you hit back? Why didn't you do this? That is man. But no, God is saying that that is not man. Depend on me. To be godly, or to depend on God, God says that what may look like a loss says, I'm going to drive out nations before you. I will enlarge your bodies and no one will covet your land. When you go to appear in the presence of the Lord your God three times in a year, for times if we wouldn't be able to discuss these three harvests and what they mean. But basically what we're saying is that Man's source is God. When God created a man, the Bible says he took the dust of the earth, breathed the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Man's assignment has not changed. He's a farmer. Bring out the best. And we know this. That's why we get into politics, to try to make the environment better. But without God, we make it worse. We go into so many things to try to make it better. But because we lose focus on God and we try to do it with our strength, what we go into do better, we end up doing it worse. Man must be a cultivator, must be a protector, 
must bring the best out of whatever God has given to you. But you must do it with the full dependence and trust in God. Amen. Let's be on our feet and pray. Just like God, one of the big challenges of men is the lack of appreciation. So men are frustrated and are depressed because they have put in so much. They feel that we have done enough that should be good enough. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the worst thing a man can experience is a nagging wife. That is the worst thing. Continuous fault finding. First we want to pray for the men all over that men may recognize this rule that we need God for direction. We need God for strength. We need God to be successful in whatsoever we do as men. That we will not lose that focus that we need to cultivate and bring the best out of everything God brings our way. We will not lose focus but we will trust God Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. For there is this desperation and hunger and the test to see the authentic man. The world says that the whole creation is groaning in pain, waiting for the revelation of the sons of God. The absence of the sons of God has created problems for desperate to want to get it right, but missing the point. We pray for that grace again, that strength again, that ability to know that with you all things are possible. That we will get that sense of direction again. Ability to trust in you, to depend on you, to see the giftings that you have given to us, and to know how best to use it to bring out the best frustrated who is crying deep inside because doesn't know what to do and feels like a failure we pray for that reassurance that you God can lift us up again and make us walk in the right path and bring us to fulfillment we give you praise listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.